Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. An awesome thing. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13. That's where we're going to start today. Why? What is that bad? Did I pick a wrong one? I got to work on this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, for those of you that are watching online, thank you. We're glad that you're here. I want to say hi to a few people. Carolyn McKinnon, we love you. You're incredible. Van Tyne family, you're amazing. Bush family, you're amazing. Uh, Taylor, I'm so excited that you're looking at your venue today for your wedding. Awesome. God's going to do a great work there. And Monica Harper, we love you. Lynn Leppelman, we love you. Suzanne Gates, we love you. And Tversio, we love you. So good. Is everybody fired up today? Good. You know, as, as I was looking thinking about the message today, I was thinking about all the rain we've been having. Now, you might be watching somewhere else in Texas or wherever, but for Californians to have this much rain is ridiculous. Are you with me? It's ridiculous. We, we pay taxes for sunshine. Are you with me? Right? So we, we shouldn't have this kind of rain. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I should get a tax refund on, on some of my, my sun tax that I paid. But, you know, I was looking out on the, on the hills and everything, and, and Chelsea was talking with her dad this week, and he said, man, you guys have gotten a lot of rain. That must be really good for the fires. And the answer is, no, it's terrible for the fires. The hills look amazing right now. They are gorgeous. I feel like I'm, I'm going onto the set of Jurassic Park as I'm driving down the freeway looking at these green hills. But I know that at some point it's going to get hot, and all that stuff's going to die and then here comes the fires. Is anybody with me? Right? So this morning, we're going to talk about what is taking root. Some, so, told somebody, taking root. Taking root. Oh, is everybody in Matthew chapter 13? Give me a shout if you are. Matthew 13, verse 1. says, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables such as this one. Listen. Somebody say listen. If Jesus says listen, what do you think we should do? Come on, somebody. Listen. A farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across the field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Verse 5. Other seeds fell on the shallow soil and underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they did not have deep roots, they died. Verse 7, other seeds fell among the thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you that your word is is, is sharper than a two-edged sword that cuts bone from marrow. God, I I thank you that your word can get into our hearts today, no matter how hard our hearts may have gotten over time. And Father, we just give you permission to come in, do surgery, work on these hearts, give us a heart of flesh, and to do what you've called and created us to do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, as I was reading this scripture, now, I I had planned to preach this message last week. Was anybody here for last week's message? You came back, praise God. I wasn't sure if anybody would come back after that message. Um, That that was probably the most convicting message I've ever preached. 
I just felt God so strongly in it about discipleship. That's what we are doing right now. That's what our focus is, just as the ladies up there told you. It's all about discipleship right now. Everything. We've, we've taken some of the best ministry stuff that we do and put it on hold to focus on discipleship. And it's been crazy, hasn't it? It's been amazing. Crazy amazing. I like that. That sounds good. You know, but this is what God focuses on. This is why He focuses on it. It's for these reasons alone. Where are my note takers at? Do we have some note takers out there? Good. Here's the first point. I will let hope take root. Tell your neighbors and say, I will let hope take root. I will let hope take root. I know you're trying to write and speak at the same time. That's not easy, is it? Right? It, it's, like, it's like when I'm speaking and poor Pete has to follow me around with those cameras now that my knee's better. Come on, somebody. Poor Pete, he's like, dude, I, I, I have to take a nap after church. I'm so exhausted trying to keep up with you. And he's like, and now that you don't have your stage up there, it takes, it, it, you, I don't even have time to react when you start to move. Somebody pray for Pete. I have a question. What are we allowing to take root in our lives? Oh, that can be a, that can be a really good question. It can be a really challenging question. It can be a really inspiring question. And it can be a really detrimental question, depending on what we allow to take root in our lives. Is it the hope of Jesus? Is it? Or is it the worries of this world? Is it bitterness? How important is it that we simplify to strengthen our lives by managing our soil? Watch what you allow to take root. Watch what you allow to take root. You know, we, we get to determine our soil, amen? We get to determine what kind of soil we get to be. Are you with me? If, 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 you're, if you're sitting in this place of worry, can I tell you something? You're human. Isn't that so nice to know? Like we all, we all deal with worry. Are you with me? But if we let worry take root, when we let worry take root, it runs every part of our life after that. It takes root and it produces fruit. Are you with me? All of a sudden, worry becomes everything that we talk about, everything that we think about. If we're sitting in a place of worry, it's amazing how it just takes over, doesn't it? All of a sudden, you're looking for things to worry about. It wasn't even a worry last week, but now it is. Are you with me? Because all I see is everything falling apart. Are you with me? If you let it take root, it'll take over. It'll take over. But you know what? The same goes for hope. The same goes for hope. If you let hope take root, hope will take over. If you let hope take root in the midst of everything you're doing, hope will take over. You start to look at things through different lenses. You start to see things so differently. I'll give you this analogy just to help you to understand. There were these two sons who one of them was was a spoiled brat and the other one was was just this kind-hearted kid. And they thought, you know what? I I just hate how happy this kid is all the time. We're going to show him. Are you with me? Like, do you ever meet that happy person that just irritates the crud out of you? Raise your hand if you're looking at him right now. Are you with me? Right? Like, sometimes it's just so irritating. I I look at my 10-year-old, and he looks at me like, Dad, can you just not make it? Like, I'm just angry, and I'm frustrated, and I'd like you just to admit that. Right? And that's okay. Right? But... There's these two kids, and one of them's just too happy, and the other one's just too pessimistic. And for the pessimistic kid, they were trying to switch his, switch his gears on Christmas. So they gave him everything possible, right? All these great Christmas gifts. Are you with me? It was, he got, like, the newest toys and, and all these things. And you, and you know what came out of his mouth as soon as those, those toy, he unwrapped those toys? 
oh, this one takes battery. What do you mean? I got I to gotta build this one? Oh, a new bike, but it's not put together yet? Oh, come on, where are my pessimistic people at? Right? doesn't matter how good it is. There's something wrong with it. Are you with me? Then to the other kid, they're like, he's like, oh, man, if he got all that, what am I going to get? And, and he go, they, they said, we got something special for you. And they go and open one of the doors to their, their extra room in the house, and it's full of horse poo. Manure. And he walks into this room that's full of poo, and he's excited out of his mind as he starts digging through the poo. Just, and the, the parents are like, what is wrong with this kid? Why does he do these things? He's, they're sitting there going, oh, you're disgusting. Like, what are you doing? He says, with this much poo, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> right? Sometimes it's just how you see things. It's how you see things. Some of us have a lot of poo to deal with. But if we know that God's got a promise on the other side, are you with me? Let's start wading and digging through the poo. Are you with me? Let's get to the other side of this thing. There's got to be a pony in here somewhere. Matthew 13, verse 10. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to people? Verse 11, he replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. Verse 12, To those who listen to my teaching more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. Verse 13, that is why I use these parables. For they look, but they do not really see. They hear, but they do not really listen or understand. I got another important question for you. Do you have ears to hear? Do you have ears to hear? Do you have eyes to see? See, you might relate to one of those two boys and, and everything just seems to be going wrong or everything seems to be going right. But in the midst of those two things, it's, it's do you have eyes to see and do you have ears to hear? Because if you have eyes to see, you'll see what God is doing. If you have ears to hear, you'll hear what He's doing next and where He's guiding you. But you have to have eyes to see and ears to hear. I think some of us have been praying so long for provision. We've been praying so long that God would do something, but He's been doing something the whole time. You just haven't been able to see it or you haven't been able to hear it. Are you with me? Come on. I think our prayers need to shift away from the provision and just, Lord, give me eyes to see. Lord, give me ears to hear. Help me to hear you and listen. Are you with me? Ah. <sighs> It's so easy to have our ability to hear obstructed and our ability to see obstructed. What do I mean by that? Imagine for a moment that I, had, I have some earmuffs. I, I had planned to do this and I forgot everything. Did anybody like, have a hard time waking up this morning an hour earlier? Your pastor's the same. Are you with me? Like I walked in here not fired up. I'm not excited, right? And everybody's looking at me like, are we, are, is everything good? I'm like, I'm not sure. Like, are you with me? Like, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I don't know what's going to happen. But in the midst of it, it's, it's learning that what's obstructing your hearing? Maybe, maybe it's brokenness. Maybe brokenness is obstructing your hearing. Maybe it's selfishness that obstructs your hearing. I can't hear God because I need this and I don't have it. Are you with me? I need an answer, God, and you haven't given it to me. So I can't hear anything until I get my answer. Come on, somebody. Maybe, maybe you're looking through a lens that's so clouded and dirty with bitterness, you can't even see what God's doing anymore because you're so bitter at the things that have happened to you. 
you're going, oh, God doesn't love me. He wouldn't have let this happen. If God was real, if he really cared about his people, he, he wouldn't let these things happen. And all of a sudden, you're just sitting with these goggles that are so dirty and so clouded, so obstructed. What's obstructing your vision? What's obstructing your hearing? That's something we need to ask God. God, am I allowing bitterness to take root in my life? If I let bitterness take root in my life, it destroys everything. Are you with me? Mm, come on. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. I'm hanging out in Matthew today all, all day long. Matthew chapter 7 verse 3 says, And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye. Verse 5, hypocrite. <laughs> that's, that's like one of the, the, the most descriptive words that unchurched people say about church people. Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your own eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Ask God to help you see what you cannot see. We have to relinquish the log. We have to relinquish the log. We have to admit that the log is there. I'm not able to see what God's doing because I have these things in my life. I have fear running my life. I have these other things that are, are running the way I think. His promises are real. They haven't changed. But it's the ability to see them. The ability to hear them that has changed. We're so busy trying to Fix other people that we don't even see our own problems. Are you with me? Come on. Everybody's quiet today, so I know it's a good message. Amen, amen. Come on, can I get a shout for Jesus at least? He'll help you remove those obstructions. God, remove fear. Remove selfishness. Remove worry. Remove disappointment. Remove sin. Remove bitterness. Here's point number two. I will refuse the roots of bitterness. Come on, can we say that out loud together? I will refuse the roots of bitterness. This has to be something that you tell yourself. I will refuse the roots of bitterness. Can bitterness creep in? Has anybody ever had bitterness creep in? Oh, it, it comes in, sets up camp like it's your best friend. All of a sudden, like these things that didn't seem to bother you before completely bother you now. Are you with me? Come on. And it can be the smallest, dumbest thing that sets you off. I got some people that are human like me. Okay, I just want to make sure. Because bitterness, when it takes root, it ruins everything else. Have you ever, have you ever had something, something bad go in the, in the fridge? You ever had like, like that science project that's in the very back you haven't seen in a long time, but you, when you open the fridge, you're like, oh, what is that? Right? Only to find out one of your kids had, had, you put leftovers in the fridge, but they didn't think that putting the whole plate without anything over it was a good idea. And you find that half-eaten thing back there that has something growing on it that kind of looks like Abraham Lincoln. Are you with me? Right? You, you start seeing things in that. What happens to everything else in the fridge? It's all contaminated. All of a sudden you go to eat your vegetables and they taste just like that. Some of you are making those faces. I know you've done this before. All of a sudden you're like, what is wrong with, I, I went to cook the meat and what's wrong with the meat? It's so, oh, there's something wrong with it. Now everything has to go. We have to clean it all out. 
because of that one thing that contaminated it all. This is what bitterness does in our life. When bitterness comes in, it contaminates everything. Everything. What should have been sweet and delicious is now disgusting. Are you with me? All the sweet things that happen in life, all the blessings that God has for us, all of a sudden we see them and they're disgusting because bitterness has taken root. Are you with me? Oh, somebody say, I'm getting rid of bitterness today. I'm getting rid of bitterness today. I want to see what God is doing. I want to hear that sweet voice of the Lord again. And I can't see it when I have these goggles of bitterness on. When I have have these earmuffs that are just keeping me from everything. Earmuffs of fear and cynicism and doubt. Wow. God has some sweet things planned for us. Come on. God has some sweet things planned for us. We can't let it all be contaminated by bitterness that's inside of us. Back to Matthew 13, verse 16. But blessed are your eyes because they see. And your ears because they hear. Verse 17. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see. But they didn't see it. And they long to hear what you hear and they didn't hear it. Verse 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. Verse 19. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that is planted in their hearts. Verse 20. The seed that is on rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Verse 21. But since they don't have deep roots, come on somebody, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems and are persecuted for believing God's word. Verse 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth. So no fruit is produced. Verse 23. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, and even 100 times as much as they had planted. How are we managing our soil? How are we managing our soil? Is, are the things of this world choking it out? The worries of this world choking out the seeds that God has planted? How many times have you come to church on a Sunday and you get fired up out of your mind only to go to work on Monday and have it all taken away? What do you mean I got laid off? That wasn't what God said yesterday. That's not what I heard. God is is for me, not against me. What do you mean this is going on in my life? What do you mean that I didn't know my child had a drug addiction? Why? How has this been hidden from me? How have I not seen this? Things happen in our life that all of a sudden choke out the promises of God. Choke it out. It it falls in these these terrible places. Now, I'm an optimist. How How many optimists do we have in here? I'm, I'm an optimist. You might not be able to tell by my preaching, but, but I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. And, and uh, I, I had like the, the best, I, this best time with, with, with my friend Phil when we went to lunch. And, and he said, you know what? I had a revelation. And I said, you did? And he said, yeah, I had a revelation. Where it talks about the seeds being eaten up by the birds. I was like, oh, yeah, tell me about it. What, what, what do you got? Like, I don't want my seeds eaten up by the birds. But he said, you know what happens is the birds eat the seeds and then they go and let them out in other places. Are you with me? Fer- already fertilized and ready to go. 
So things get planted in places they weren't in- intended to. God knows how to move things around. Are you with me? Yes. Come on. If we can all understand and see and hear what God is doing, there's something that will change in the midst of our lives. Are you with me? Yes. How are we managing our soil? Or maybe a better question is, how are we managing our soul? How are we managing our soul? Are we allowing our soul or soil to become contaminated by the things of this world? Or are we keeping our focus on Jesus? Are we keeping our focus on holiness and the things of God? Are we refusing the obstructions that are and allowing the promises of God to take root? Here's point number three. I will water the roots of God's promises. Let's say that together. I will water the roots of God's promises. You know, as we talked about at the beginning of the message, today's weeds are tomorrow's fires. Right? We know that, California people. Right? It's like, oh man, the hills are beautiful, but oh, I'd like to be excited about it, but today's weeds are tomorrow's fires. If you don't take care of the weeds in your life, they will be fires tomorrow. You will experience the fires of stuff in your life tomorrow. We've got to make a shift. We've got to manage the soil. We've got to manage our soul. Protect your soul. Protect your soil. Are you with me? Don't let bitterness take root. Don't, don't let fear take root. Don't, don't let cynicism take root. Are you with me? We've got to go and uproot those things and take them out. Are you with me? I, my, I, I went in my backyard. And when it's raining, you don't go in the backyard, do you? Like, you don't hang out in the backyard when it's raining. It's not that much fun. But after the rain's gone, you go back out there and you look around and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm looking to see the beautiful flowers and things that were planted back there. And I find other things with these really ugly leaves sticking out. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And you know what's crazy about weeds? When you try to pull them out, they, the roots don't want to come out with it. You, you go and rip it out and the, all the leaves come out, but you see the roots still sticking in there. Anybody with me? Weeds are a pain in the bottom. Can somebody say bottom? You just said bottom in church. Well done. I feel like an English church now. And in, in your bottom. Like, we got to get all the root out. If we leave any of that root in there, it can look good on the outside, but it, there's still something wrong on the inside. Are you with me? We can't let the roots stay in there. That root of bitterness, hey, you might have been able to kind of like subdue it for a minute. People don't, you don't look like you're bitter. You don't look like you're bitter. But down deep, when you think about that person, oh man, if I see them in the grocery store, anybody with me? I'm human too. <laughs> I've, I've got my own list. Are you with me? None of you are on it. I don't know about the people online. I haven't checked that one yet. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You have those people? Are you with me? You have those, those moments in your life if you think about it? I mean, we were, we were talking about landlords in, in uh, small groups and how annoying landlords can be sometimes, right? Does anybody ever had a bad landlord? Are you with me? Uh, I had a very terrible landlord that, that if I think about it, this is like four years ago, you guys. Like, has no weight on my life. He might have moved to a different state. I don't know. But for whatever reason, when I think about that guy, oh, I start gritting my teeth. I start thinking about all the stuff he did. Are you with me? And I get irritated about something that was four years ago. 
Don't let bitterness take root. We got to uproot that stuff. Got to uproot that stuff. Get it all the way out. Are you with me? Because today's weeds are tomorrow's fires. If you let that stuff keep growing, if you let that stuff take root, it, it starts to choke out everything good that God wants to do in your life. And one day you go in the backyard and it's three feet tall. You have no yard anymore. It's been taken over by weeds. You know what happens when you let bitterness take root? You have no life anymore. All you see is bitterness. All you see is brokenness. Somebody say, I'm going to get rid of this thing today. I'm getting rid of it. I'm getting rid of the weeds. It's time to go weed, weed our gardens. Weed our soil. Weed our soul. I can't let this thing take root anymore. I'm not going to be afraid when the economy gets crazy. Uh, is anybody watching the gas prices? Come on, it's, it's, it's almost touching that six again. Go in there, I'm like, dude, I, I go to fill up my Tahoe, and I'm like, <gasps> right? Are you with me? Anybody? It starts, starts kind of taking over. Worry starts to take over. You know what you can afford and what you can't afford, and you're getting to the place where you can't afford it anymore. Lord, we give you worry today. We put worry at your feet today. It's your word, Lord, that says that you'll take care of the birds of the air and feed them. And you'll clothe the flowers of the field. How much more will you do for each and every one of us? God, you're going to take care of us. So I, I'm, I'm plucking out worry this morning. Those weeds are no longer taking root. I'm plucking those things out today. I'm, I'm digging down deep. I don't want a single root left behind. And God, I'm going to plant your, your, your seeds of hope back into my life. God, you're going to make a way where there seems to be no way. He does good things for those that love Him. Amen. Do you love Jesus this morning? He does good things for those that love Him. He takes care of them. We won't be left without. Amen. So I'm not going to get bitter. I could blame that person or that thing, but I'm not going to get bitter. I'm going to let God get the glory. God's going to do a work in my life. I can't wait to see it. There's got to be a pony inside here somewhere. Are you with me? There's got to be a pony in here somewhere. Is this message touching anybody today? All right. All right, I'm just checking. I'm going to go back to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. <sighs> keep on asking. Somebody say, keep on asking. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And everyone who knocks, the door will be open. This is God's promise right here. He says, if you'll knock, I'll open the door. If you'll seek, you'll find me. God has a purpose for you. It might be time to start digging in. It might be time to get out. Like, hey, the rain slowed down a little bit. I'm going to go outside and start pulling some weeds. Are you with me? I'm going to get into the, the depths of my heart that I've been hiding for so long just behind the fence. Isn't it amazing how we can get offended and we put a offense, offense, offense up. Are you with me? You get offended. Offense hides bitterness. You know, I, I worry more about my front yard than my backyard. Is anybody with me? Because I have an HOA. 
And if I have weeds in the front yard, the, they'll, they'll get angry and they'll, they'll find me and make me pay more money. And so I've got to make sure I look good on the outside. But in the backyard, well, that's another story. When I get to it, I get to it. How many of us, we look good on the outside? We come in saying, the, the Lord hath blessed me. I, I, yea, verily, here I am, saith the Lord. And we walk into church and we pretend like we have it all together. But in, on the backyard, what's, what's going on behind the offense, right? We can walk up to somebody and pretend like we're not offended by them. We can say, hey, it's good to see you. And, and you're lying through your teeth. Are you with me? Because of offense that's been sitting there. And bitterness growing behind that offense. Are you with me? Something's got to shift, guys. Something's got to shift. When Jesus was talking to Peter, when he cut off the the centurion's ear. He's like, this is not what we're doing here. This is not what we came to do. Are you with me? I didn't come with the sword because those that, that live by the sword will die by the sword. If you live by offense, you'll die by offense. If you live in bitterness, you'll die by bitterness. But I came to set you free. And I want you to be free indeed. This is what Jesus wants for every one of us. These are the promises that he's asked us to hold on to. Are you with me? Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.